Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you can tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Happy Halloween. This is Dan Patrick. Uh, final hour on this Friday, Dan and the Dan S. Dan Patrick Show. The Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, set to join us in about 40 minutes from now. Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler will be uh, on the call with Kirk Street College Game Day live from Happy Valley. It's Penn State against Ohio State coming up Saturday night. Trevor Lawrence has the coronavirus, mild symptoms, and it's Clemson versus Boston College at Clemson. They're still a 23-24 point favorite in this game. We focused on Trevor Lawrence not being available for this game, perhaps not being available for the Notre Dame game, but from what I'm told from my source, that uh, Clemson's math will be different than everybody else's math when it comes to the 10-day quarantine for Trevor Lawrence. Somehow I get the feeling that he might have had mild symptoms on Tuesday. But he tested positive for Wednesday. Do we know the backup quarterback for Clemson? He's a high school All-American from California. His first name is DJ. Yes. He goes by initials. Yes. His, the, you spell his last name U-I-A-G-A-L-E-L-E-I. We all are prepared to try to pronounce it. Okay. I'm going to go with Uangalele. Uangalele. Wait. Wait, give me that first, uh, what, that first syllable. Uwangalele. Uwangalele. Yeah, Uwangalele. Uwangalele. I feel good about it. I'm going to go DJ Ugalele, like a ukulele, but a G. Okay. Ugalele. All right. McLovin? I think we missed a little bit of a syllable. I think it's Uwiangalele. <laughs> Uwiangalele. Uwiangalele. Seton O'Connor. Ugalele. Ugalele. That's what I thought it was, because I remember watching one game in high school at uh, John Bosco, and I came in on that Monday, and I said, this guy looked like he, looked like he was, six, you know, Gulliver. He was 6'5", and he just stood out as he's a whole lot better than everybody else on the field. And uh, I didn't – I'd forgotten all about him. I just remember saying, that guy looked like he could play right now. Yes, Todd. What about DJU will not be playing against Notre Dame next <laughs> I found a Clemson site that has a phonetic spelling okay. pronunciation. McLovin's really close. He may have it nailed. Uwiangalile. Uwiangalile, according to a Clemson site. Yes, McLovin. I thought we were all reading. I read the phonetics. I don't want to. Oh, I, don't want people oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the phonetics. I can't believe. Yeah, you look at the name. There's no way. It's like Tonga Vailoa until he told people there was an N in there. Well, when I came in on that Monday, I thought his name was Ukulele. Because I'm listening to the game, and I just thought, boy, this guy is, looks like he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and was the best player on the field. And uh, ends up, so you got a five-star recruit, fill, you know, now going to come in for the five-star recruit who is going to sit out this game in Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, McLovin. So I was asking you guys before if Notre Dame would, would be favored or an underdog. I mean, 
Isn't this guy basically Trevor Lawrence who came in and won immediately? So wouldn't you expect him to win immediately? Have we heard from your Vegas source, Paulie? No, they they say it's hard to speculate. They say Trevor Lawrence could be worth easy five points to a team, he said. My Vegas guy? Well, he's worth seven points going into the BC game. Right. So they were 30 and a half. Now they're 23 and a half. And they don't even have a line for this game. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't play in this game. This is how Kelly Bryant lost his job. Is no, that, that, <laughs> that, that ain't happening. Yeah. If uh, Trevor Lawrence doesn't play against Notre Dame, it's at Notre Dame. Is Notre Dame somehow favored? That's what I want to know. We're checking, but I would say no right now. I would think Clemson is still going to be favored. And I thought with Trevor Lawrence, they'd probably be like a 10-point favorite going into that game in South Bend. Yeah, McLevin. Just reading the room, and I know you guys are following Notre Dame, it doesn't seem like anyone's excited about this team, even despite the record. Like, as a real bona fide contender. Like, a number one. Like, this is not the Notre Dame team that's going to win at all, is it? Well, they want to run the ball and then take some shots. But I don't know if you just load up Ian Book and just say, go and carve up a defense. Notre Dame wants to control the clock, run the football, and then take some shots. You know, I think they have to do that against an offense like Alabama or an offense like Clemson is you've got to limit the number of times that you allow them on the field. And by running the clock, then you're going to be able to do that. If you do it successfully, then you can keep yourself in the game. But I remember talking to a source at the beginning of the season, and I said, and Notre Dame had played, I think, one game, maybe two games, and I said, how does Notre Dame stack up with Alabama and Clemson? And my source said, Right now, not even close. Neutral site, Alabama and Clemson are both double-digit double favorites here. Plus, you don't have a big home crowd here with uh, you know home field advantage for Notre Dame as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. If you're just joining us, uh, consider yourself lucky because uh, it was, uh, I don't know, a couple hours ago when Todd gave us his uh, Halloween names. And uh, if you, you can go to danpatrick.com and listen to it. Because I think that's probably best that we don't uh, bring any of that back. I, mean, just, I just wanted to look back at the guest list. First of all, it was very nice of Micah Kilbon to uh, take some time to join us. Nope. No? No. And Matt Dyan. He just played last night. He that's, probably got no that's, sleep. That's not good either. <laughs> that was pretty cool. No. And we got Chris Howler coming up. No. And <laughs> Grave Roberts, 2020 <laughs> World Series champion manager. I'll give, LA Chris Howler. I'll give you Chris Howler and <laughs> Grave Roberts. I'll give you that. Not Matt Dyan? No, Matt Ryan joined us earlier. Mike Kilbon. Michael there. Wilbon. Kilbon, though, yeah. today. Yeah, those aren't good. <laughs> Not good. Not good at all. All right, as you were. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Happy Meat Friday. Yep. Uh, loving the UGA love that McLovin's sending out. Uh, and happy that my Falcons finally won a one-possession game. And how'd they do that, Dan? By kicking the field goals. The best part was when the Panthers were on the 45 of the Falcons, and Troy's like, oh, this is a great time for the analytics to say, you know, go for it. And they got stuffed. And third, I love Matt Ryan's reaction to you saying he should be traded to San Francisco. No, I didn't say he should. I said that if there's a possibility of him being traded, thank you, Al. That's how rumors get started. I said to Matt Ryan, I said, look, just so you know, in case it gets back to you, I brought up your name because it was being brought up at the trade deadline. I could see where you could land in San Francisco at some point. And, uh, and I said, but that, you know, that's just my my thought on this. If it happened, I could see San Francisco. And he goes, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I go, no, I'm just telling you. Patrick tells Ryan to bail on <laughs> hapless Falcons. It's already hit Twitter. Dan Patrick reporting. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I'm worried about. New QB in San Francisco? <laughs> Patrick says maybe. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. That's how things get started. You know what I'm hearing? I love it when, you know, my neighbor, who's not in sports, but he tells me he's hearing something. <laughs> I go, yeah, really? what, what, what are you hearing here? You know what I'm hearing? I'm hearing the Patriots are going to be sellers at the trade deadline. I said, all right, all right, what are you hearing? I don't know, just hearing they're going to be sellers. I said, all right. Yeah, McLevin. There's a new trend. Uh, 
it's kind of like, you know how uh, reporters run to the locker room and said, this guy said this, what's your answer to it? It's yeah. like the dirtiest trick in journalism. Now guys are asking questions on Zoom and other reporters are saying, oh God, that's a dumb question and forgetting their mute. It happened four <laughs> times this week. Like all over the place. Mike McCarthy had to answer one yesterday where this terrible question and you heard another reporter go, oh God. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that they should make sure that all of these uh, Zoom calls are unmuted. So we do get to hear when somebody goes, well, you had that with uh, Ohio State where there was a reporter who asked Justin Fields, are you better this year than you were last year? And if so, how? And then you hear a reporter going, oh, God, that's a bad question. And then the reporter responds to the reporter, basically, hey, bring it on on who can ask the best questions. Yes, he Well, my son is in fifth grade, and he is doing school from home, and so everything is on Zoom. And just yesterday, we had uh, a kid, like, you know, all of the kids are there together, and before class, they can all start talking. And one of the kids was like, my dog is getting bread for the last time today. And another kid was like, what's getting bread mean? And the kid goes, well, it's when two dogs and the teacher jumps in and goes, well, uh, everyone mute yourselves, please. Uh, Everyone, you can mute yourselves, please. Thank you. Grab your folders. <laughs> My dog's getting bread for the last time today. What does that mean? Uh, everyone mute, please. Thank you. Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. Good to have you back. Hey, Dan. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. Um, hey, I wanted to comment on the Big Ten, Dan. It it really seems like they should have just stuck with just canceling the season. They left no room for any error, number one. Number two, it seems like the administration in place the coaches are in another the athletic directors are even in a different place it just seems dan that this is it's going to be a real mess and i don't think we've seen the end of it i think with wisconsin starting it but i think there's going to be other teams would appreciate your thoughts as always and have a great weekend dan thank you phil good to hear from you yep um there's no room for error no margin for error here with what happened with wisconsin Uh, How many players, coaches affected by this? And are you going to have to sit out three weeks? I think they're trying to walk that back a little bit because they know what's at stake. There's there's no open weeks here. Uh, I mentioned that Nebraska was trying to find an opponent. They found one in Tennessee, Chattanooga. But all the presidents in the Big Ten prior to the restart said you cannot play a game outside the conference. Everybody knew it. And Nebraska still went ahead and and was trying to schedule Tennessee Chattanooga. And the Big Ten did not give them permission. What I found out yesterday that I told my audience earlier is Ohio State and Michigan were, according to my source, backing Nebraska because they know they could be put in a similar situation, particularly Ohio State. Because if Ohio State would lose a game on its schedule and they still want to play in the national title game, they're going to do everything they possibly can I could see a Big 12, an SEC, an ACC school maybe trying to get another game if something happened to them because you want to add to your resume. And if you're able to get somebody, like BYU to me is the outlier. BYU is not going to be in the Final Four. But if somebody can somehow schedule BYU, they have a first-round draft pick at quarterback, and they're a highly ranked team, and if you could add them to your resume, then that's what I would be trying to do. Because that's all all you want to do is, here's our resume at the end of the year. Well, if you only have five games, it's going to be really hard to put somebody in the Final Four. And it's great for BYU, because if BYU would beat Texas A&M, then all of a sudden it strengthens their resume as well. Uh, let me see. Let me get to Drew in Wisconsin. We'll take a break. Chris Fowler set to join us. Hey, Drew. Hey, DP, 62190. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about the Big Ten situation as well. Um, just with how they bungled the original canceling of the season um, and, and how, per your source, they deliberately tried to punish Nebraska with, um, you know, with playing Ohio State first and, and subsequently, you know, realizing that they're also punishing the players there. How is if you're an administrator or a parent or, or a student athlete at one of these schools, how can you really think that um, the Big Ten is is acting competently during this? And and really, what's ethical about the whole situation? I don't think there is. Not- <laughs> I don't think there is, Drew. Thank you. 
This is just a money grab. There's so much money at stake. And, you know, the Big Ten did all of its research, had all this information. They've got some presidents who are in the medical field or formerly in the medical field. They have some very bright men who are running these schools. And I just wanted to know if you were doing everything you could possibly do to salvage this season. That's all I wanted to know. And I, it felt like the Big Ten and Pac-12 did not do that. The SEC, we knew they were going to play. The ACC, I told you there were a couple of schools in the Big 12 that did not want to come back and play. But this is about money. I know that the kids want to play, but this is, this is all about the amount of money that's at stake here. And really how that affects the athletic departments here, the other programs that you have, that that money, you know, what it generates. And that's why I thought this year of all years, could you expand the playoffs just because you could get four more schools in there, let's say, six more schools in there, and then you're going to get the revenue and now you get, let's say, two teams in the SEC, so now you're going to share in all that money or you get two teams from the Big Ten or two teams from the Big 12. This is a unique year, and I just thought it called for a unique approach. You can't go, oh, we can't do that. We got this in place. They've changed everything. They're changing it on the fly. You got one league that says, hey, you only have to sit out this amount of time. Hey, if you're a coach, you only have to sit out this amount of time. Another conference saying, no, you got to sit out three weeks. Everybody has, there's no uniformity because of the NCAA. And it just felt like this, and the NCAA doesn't run the playoffs. That's what I was hoping for, that maybe you do this, maybe you, you, you extend it a little bit, that way you give some teams a little bit of breathing room in case you have an outbreak. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Chris Fowler from the Mothership. Also, in about a half hour, Dave Roberts set to join us on loan from the world champion Dodgers. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. ESPN has all top five teams on its networks tomorrow. Number three, Ohio State. Number 18, Penn State kickoff at 730 Eastern. That'll be on Saturday Night Football. Chris Fowler on the call with Kirk Street and Maria Taylor. College game day also live from Happy Valley at 9 a.m. Eastern on ESPN as we make way for Chris Fowler. What time or what day do you go in to uh, start doing your prep work for uh, these teams? Are, are you Zooming interviews now? It's all via Zoom, Dan. Everything's wow. on a screen, a little dot of a camera. Usually we go in much sooner. Used to go in on Thursdays watch a practice, which we were allowed access to, which was a lot of fun, in-person meetings with the players, which is one of my favorite parts of the job. Now, no practice uh, because of the COVID restrictions and everything's via Zoom. So I'm actually at home right now. We'll do Penn State's calls in a little while, then make the late journey to Happy Valley. It's all different this year. We've talked about this before uh, on this show about when you go in and you do an interview, uh, Brian Greasy, when he was sitting down with Nick Foles and, you know, what's on the record, what's not. And all of a sudden, you know, Brian Greasy saying, hey, Nick Foles told me that, you know, coach has a hard time getting the plays in and all those things. Like, when do you know what is on the record and off the record when you're in these meetings, maybe in person with these coaches or players? That's a hard question. I mean, I think that they're going to be pretty guarded. So do you feel like unless they tell you, hey, don't say anything, um, we feel like it's it's good for the broadcast. I mean, I think it's very different. If I'm going to tweet something out or Kirk's going to put something on game day Saturday morning, that's a very different level of confidentiality than, hey, hold something until kickoff or don't say anything until you see it during the game. Like you might hear something in a meeting wait till the kickoff and then say, hey, they were working on that fake field goal a lot this week in practice. Well, now you've just alerted the team. It's not like they can't be aware of what's said in the broadcast, right? So, so there's some of the stuff you just hold until you see it. But we want to maintain the trust because that's an important part of it. Best coaches to sit down with that actually really gave you full access or as much access as anybody. Well, I don't know if it's the best, but one of the most surprising is Saban gives us great access and he's, got the reputation for being very, very tough with the media. But over the years, you've done so many Alabama games. I, I covered him back at Michigan State and LSU. So there's a good trust built up with our team and him. We, we are allowed inside the palace gates. We see Alabama's walkthroughs and practices before playoff and championship games, which is awesome because it's very, very helpful. Like when they did the surprise onside kick, in that game against Clemson, I had seen them practice that for two games ahead of time. And you wonder why is, why are they working on an onside kick? Like that's not an Alabama thing, but when it happened, I was ready for it because we've been allowed inside and Saban will usually talk about kind of what he, the, the Tua filling in at halftime for Jalen Hurts in the championship game, because he was pretty forthcoming in the meetings with us and allowed us to press him on it. It didn't shock Kirk or myself when Tua was was put in there in the championship game against Georgia. So he, he's one of the best, and that might, might surprise you. There are a lot of them who say nothing, I'm telling you. How do you know when you can press a coach? Good question. I mean, I, you have to have a history with them. If they don't know you, I mean, being around the sport for 32 years, whether or not I've done a lot of a team's games or not, they're pretty familiar with game day. There's usually some goodwill built up, or there might be some bad will. I, I've had some some ill will built up with coaches because of stuff you say on a pregame show over the years that they didn't like. 
And now is there a chance to let you know that or just let you feel that? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's, you, you definitely, it's just like any interpersonal communication, you kind of sense, hey, let's not go a bridge too far here because we've gotten as much out of this as you can. Two swings and a miss. I don't. I don't usually go for a third swing, right? <laughs> uh, with what happened with Wisconsin and Nebraska, like how deep does this go? You think with affecting uh, Wisconsin's season, and in yeah. and as a result, the other teams in the Big Ten. Yeah, the the twenty one day sit out in the Big Ten, as you well know, you've been all over the story. is far different from the other conferences, right? So the price that. Mertz will pay at Wisconsin is different than what Trevor Lawrence is going to have to deal with at Clemson, assuming he comes back and isn't an ongoing situation. Could still cost Lawrence the Notre Dame game. But yeah, I mean, the Nebraska, I mean, the Wisconsin Michigan game is what's sitting out there, major showdown game. And I think it's going to affect the Wisconsin players for that. Here's the deal in the Big Ten they just had no margin for error. There were no bye weeks to slide these games into. That's why that game is postponed and not rescheduled. And you know, when the Big Ten presidents were sold on coming back, again, you probably know this, but they were sold that with daily antigen testing, they felt like they could be almost 100% or 100% able to prevent it from running through a team. Now, I don't know how you sell that 100% in this day and age with what's unknowable, but I think that they were surprised that there was an outbreak this early in the Big Ten season that would cost a game. I unfortunately don't think we're, we're done with that in any league. So, And I was told last night that Michigan and Ohio State were backing Nebraska to be able to schedule this game with Tennessee Chattanooga because they know they could be in a situation similar where they may lose an opponent who can't play and they want to make sure that you spice up that resume because in particular, Ohio State wants to play for a national championship. And if all of a sudden you're playing five games or six games, that's going to have a, a, certainly a, an adverse effect on that that uh, sight test that they would get into the Final Four, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think you, you have to be really good every week out and it, it be prepared to only play six games, seven games. And I've always said the schedule is a best case scenario, and that goes for every single conference. Now, if all the contenders are nicked up, if there's asterisks through all other schedules, it may even out. But, you know, Ohio State, for example, they're playing, you know, at Illinois late in the season. I worry about these teams letting their guard down once their goals are shot, Mm -hmm. right? When they're not playing for something, all the protocols, it's tough. The isolation mentally on these players, it's tough on all of us, right? It's tough on all college students, especially, and it's tough on players. And, you know, if your goals are shot and you're playing for Illinois, I'm not to say that they won't do the right thing, but that's just an example of a late season game. If they can't feel the team or they got too many positives and Ohio State can't play them, I mean, it, it's not going to help their case. That's for sure. They better look good when they have a chance. He's uh, Chris Fowler, ESPN College football and a tennis host as well. They've got Ohio State and Penn State coming up on Saturday night. Uh, Indiana over Penn State. We've come up with a new stat, Chris, game-losing touchdowns. Penn State had a (laughs) game-losing touchdown. Todd Gurley had a game-losing touchdown. What do you think of that stat? I love it. I mean, I I think it's it's one of those deals where it's easy to blast the player, but the coaches I talk to say it doesn't matter how many times you tell a guy that. I I guess it's less less, uh, forgivable in the NFL, but in college, a, a guy fighting the instinct to score there very young player, um, you know, falling down at the two is what you're supposed to do. They told him again and again, but, you know, you forget. <laughs> I think the bigger concern is you, you, you look at teams unable to sort of finish off games they should win. Yeah. And this didn't fall into that category. But Penn State fans, one of the things that's been frustrating is that you look at the games they've had leads in the fourth quarter of, of not, not a blowout where, you, where it's hard to lose the lead, but let's say it's a nine-point or less lead in the fourth quarter, and that's been called kind of a save opportunity. That's, that's happened 28 times, and 11 games have slipped away in that situation going back to 2014. That's a lot of blown leads in the fourth quarter, and they've had some close losses to Ohio State. They've been the one team in the league that's been able to hang with Ohio State. They, they lost to Indiana. It, it shakes people up because it makes this a virtual elimination game for them. Yeah. But they, they, they dominated the game. I'm just watching the replay of it right here. I mean, the defense was great until the last drive in regulation. The offense 
self-destructed a bit, but they moved the ball up and down the field. They were better than that result indicates. And they got to be a lot better than they are in that game against Ohio State. And speaking of Ohio State with uh, Justin Fields, I remember having Herbie on a couple of months ago, and I said, you know, who do you like going into the pros, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? And he said he liked Justin Fields. Now, I know there's an Ohio State bias but his nah, kids go to Clemson. So. Well, maybe, maybe bias, just a yeah. little. Maybe just. I got to defend my guy there. I got to defend my guy. But there. but he's, his he's kids go to Clemson. Do you really think yeah. that he thinks Justin Fields would be a better pro quarterback than Trevor Lawrence? I don't know what he thinks. I mean, I think they're both great prospects. I mean, Fields has improved his footwork. He throws a beautiful looking football. Trevor's Trevor. I mean, if you look at the Ohio State game last year. Uh, he takes a shot. He looks like he's going to be knocked out for like. A month comes back in the game, wins it. Um, 65 yard run against a good defense last year. I don't know what else he can do. I don't know how you can be a better looking prospect than Trevor is, but Fields is, is right there. I, I agree with him, you know, because what he can do running the ball. Um, but if there's a, a blowout, Chris, here's a topic for you. You can bring it up to Herbie during the game. Yeah, I like. It. I, I, I will. Br- I will bring that up because Ohio State fans would like to hear what he has to say. <laughs> that's I mean, it's hard. Listen, Dan, I, I get asked this stuff all the time. I, I got no freaking idea about Sunday <laughs> readiness. Like, I, I don't know who the best prospect is. There's guys who get paid a lot of money. I know whose livelihood depends on making these judgments, and they're wrong a lot. So why is somebody who covers college going to know? I don't. I come, but, but the guy Eisen gets me. We come to the draft. Who's going to be the? I don't know who's going to be the better pro. I'm going to watch him because I'm a fan of guys on Sunday who I saw play on Saturday. But I don't know who's going to be better. I mean, Burrow. I think we knew was going to be a pretty good pro. I, I'll say. That. But how do you know when somebody is milking you for information to bet? <laughs> Um, they're usually pretty transparent <laughs> and then it's easy to say, I got no idea there too, but uh, who you got, who do you like? Yeah, who, do you like? Question <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who do you like? Man, do announcers <laughs> hate that question, man. The reason why my podcast is entitled who you got is because I saw John Madden get bombarded with that question a hundred times way back when I was a college student trying to hang around him while he was shooting a commercial at, at Boulder. And people, hey, John, who you got? Who do you like? His mood went from crusty to dark because he just <laughs> hated that question. And I, I filed that away. Never ask an announcer, hey, who do you like? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I try to avoid that. I, but you get it all the time. I'm sure you do, too. I, I got it from Pete Rose in the 1986 <laughs> NLCS with the Astros and the Mets at Shea Stadium. I'm with Bob Costas. And we're standing near the top step, and Pete walks by and he goes, who do you like? And Pete was betting through – he placed some bets through the bookie that I used to bet through in, in Ohio, and I knew exactly what he was doing. And Bob and I looked at each other and when Pete left, and we just knew Pete was going to place a bet right then. No matter what we said, he was going to place a bet, but he goes, who do you guys like today? And I knew I I'm like uh, I gotta like the Mets. They're at home, and uh, I don't even think Bob answered him. And then Pete probably went and placed a bet. Probably took the that's Astros. A, that's a great story. I can see Bob not answering for sure, but I, I, I Pete would like <laughs> to make a bet in the fourth inning, right? He'd come back in the club. <laughs> uh, oh, safe man. travels there to Happy Valley, and uh, thanks again for joining us, Chris. It's it's a short trip, Dan. Keep keep your fingers crossed. Oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. The Clemson starting quarterback. Now that Trevor's out, how do you pronounce DJ's last name? Uyangalale. DJ Uyangalale. Wow. Good luck with that. <laughs> Uyangalale. 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 Yeah. Well, we were. I, I, I try to avoid it. Like I was, I had to say it a couple times because he got in the game and we did a Clemson game, which was a blowout. I'm like, and Kirk was just like syllable by syllable. How, ooh, e, it took him five seconds to say the name. We just just call him DJ. Just call him DJ. You know, that's what everybody's going to call just, him, right? Just call him A E I O U. It sounds like you're trying to, you know, you know. Sound out the vowels. It's a tricky one, for sure. Well, we, we got uh, two us, so we, we can get this one. We got some time on this one. You do. Thank you, Chris. See you, Dan. That's Be Chris well. Feller. He's got the game uh, coming up on Saturday night. Ohio State against Penn State kickoff is at 730 Eastern. We'll take a break. 
and hopefully check in with Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, right after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Yeah, we got a note from uh, Scott Moore and uh, his uh, brother Ted Moore, uh, who passed away. He was a big Seahawk fan, loved listening to the show at work. And uh, he says, even now, writing about him in past tense is so heartbreaking. But thank you again, sincerely, Scott. Thank you, Scott, for sending that in. Uh, Meet Friday, Traeger Meet Friday. Make sure you use the promo code Dan at checkout. Head to TraegerGrills.com slash DP show to start your shopping or check one out at a dealer near you. He's the Dodger manager, world champion Dodger manager, Dave Roberts, joining us. How much sleep have you had? DP, good morning. Um, so not a whole lot. I, I've got about five hours the last couple nights. And uh, truth be told, it's because I've got this remodel going. It's uh, about a month late, and they're starting at 7 a.m. So not what I signed up for, but it's all good. <laughs> wait, wait. You scheduled a remodeling at, at this time? Dude, it's supposed to be done by the World Series, October 28th, Game 7. So I come back, and you know how things always get pushed back. 
So I got banging outside 7 a.m. So, I mean, I, it's all good. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to choke on my lobster, I guess. Hey, nobody, when's the last time you had a project that finished on time? Dude, no, I hear you. I hear you. No, that's that's on me. That's I'm all about accountability. So you know, you know, it's my wife running with this thing, but I'll take the blame. It's all good. No uh, doubt. All right. Well, congratulations. Has it has it sunk in, or when did it sink in? You know what? Um, it's still sinking in. And uh, to win that last baseball game of the season, I haven't done it in since 2004. So I'm going to let it just kind of slowly sink in uh, for as long as it possibly can. But, you know, once that last out was made, obviously I was over the moon. I was thinking about my father. I was thinking about Clayton, just in our guys. And just kind of gradually it's sinking in. And I'm going to enjoy this, DP. Give me the moment, whatever game it was, that things changed or your confidence level went up that you knew where you were going to okay. win this. Yeah, so it's it's funny is – I, I actually, my family and I went, kind of went back and did the recap of all the series. Um, there were so many moments, you know, whether it be the Will Smith home run, the Kike, the, the double play in the NLCS that Mookie made that play, the Ozuna. Like, there's so many things that flipped um, a potential series. I think once um, – I think once we got out of that double play with Trinan, I just knew we were going to win the World Series. That that uh, that double play, uh, you know, where he came in second, third, nobody out. But in the World Series, I hate to say it, but yeah, when when they took Blake Snell out, I mean, he was dealing. I, I just felt that, and Mookie looked at me and kind of smiled, and I just kind of felt the momentum shift right there, and I just knew we were going to win that night. Did you sense anything with Snell that maybe you guys were catching up to him? Did your players say anything to you that, hey, you know what, if he stays in, we're, we're, we're on top of him now? No, no. There, there, I mean, there was nothing like that. And, and I know there's a lot of criticism going on, but there was nothing like that. I mean, he was, he was on point. But, and that's what I was wondering. You know, we get married to analytics, and while you have analytics – you still have to make a feeling. I don't want to marry analytics. I want to date analytics, Dave. And it feels like sometimes we get so deep into it that your your gut feeling, how much gut feeling do you have when you manage? Yeah, well, a lot, a lot. And, and I, I'm going to use that one. I want to date analytics, not marry. I love that one. So um, I, I think for me, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, if you watch, you know, Game six right there, I thought Gonson was going to go five innings, and it just didn't work out that way. you got to kind of go to different guys and kind of be nimble and trust your players. So, um, yeah, well said. You have to use your gut and your eyes and then also the information, all of the above. The um, situation where you had with Justin Turner where going into the game, like what did you know going into the game about his status? I knew nothing. I knew he was a starting third baseman, uh, hitting third for us, and then – I think it was the middle of the seventh, uh, kind of we were hitting at the bottom of the seventh, and then our, our team president came down, Andrew, in the dugout, and this is obviously never happens, and kind of weighed me down below and said, we need to get JT out of the game. Uh, he tested positive uh, for coronavirus. And so at that point in time, I'm kind of trying to engage Justin and Andrew, and but I got to manage a game, so I get back up there, get Rios in the game, get him hot. And then, um, honestly, DP, after the game, I'm doing uh, – press conference and then we have the team picture and I run out and JT's there and we're all caught up in emotion and and I will say this is and he is a great teammate he's done so much for the city the community Um, he did not want to make it about himself and obviously it's turned about him Um, it's just a very unfortunate situation and Dan you and I have known each other for so many years where I kind of look at things from the lens of let's just hope and pray nothing happens from this um, understand that people make mistakes and you regret things you do, uh, but he didn't want to make it about himself. And let's just hope and pray nothing. You know, I don't get, you know, contracted by this and no one else does. But you're told by mate. How are you told that you got to take Turner out? Are you ordered to take him out? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is like a, this is like a commissioner kind of talking to ownership, to our team president, to me saying, we got to take him out right now. And, and there's no kind of discussion. But he had already played. That's what I didn't understand. And then where does Justin Turner go? Like you say, hey, you're coming out of the lineup. You've tested positive. 
Where did you send him? Yeah, you know what? I think the training staff uh, took it from there, and they kind of self-isolated him in, in, a, in a training, in a separate kind of training room um, at that point. And then after that, he kind of went back to the hotel uh separate and and uh we left uh as a group and as a team and then we had to stay back as well yeah have you been tested i've been tested we, we've been tested the last uh you know every day since we got in the bubble and i've been tested every day since so all the tests that i've got up to this point uh, uh have been negative and and i guess that there's still that gestation period so we're still going to kind of obviously i'm quarantining right now so i've got a good excuse to stay at home and Stay away from people. Yeah, I feel bad that it kind of took over the World Series or the end of the World Series or summing up baseball because baseball had gone 58 days. There were no positive tests. The finish line was there. And then we didn't even know when Turner was being taken out. I'm listening to Joe Buck. Joe didn't even know why Turner was taken out. Like, it it was just kind of like crazy. It was crazy, Dan. And I'll say this, man, is like, and that is real, uh, obviously, this this pandemic, and it's kind of identified, uh, you know, our entire country and the entire world. Um, but in this moment of time, I, I just hope that, you know, it doesn't take away from the joy from so many, uh, you know, Dodger fans that have waited 32 years. And, and again, let's just all kind of hope and pray nothing, nothing else comes of this with, with uh, Justin getting on the field. And let's make sure Justin's healthy as well. The only reaction I wanted to see in that final out is I wanted to see Clayton Kershaw's reaction. And I don't know. I didn't know if it'd be a big smile. Like, I love Mookie's smile. But when I saw Clayton, it was as if he just went, and then pointed up right? to the sky, and it was like, okay, now I can. everybody can get on with their lives. They don't have to talk about my legacy or any of this other stuff. I, I was happy for him that now we can allow him to just be Clayton Kershaw again. What did you think? I, I love that, DP. And, and I'm telling you, you rewind uh, a year ago, and there's a text exchange, a phone call that Clayton and I both had after we lost to the Nationals. And, you know, I, I can't even I, – I have my own world. But with what he has, has had to deal with the last five years – that's the thing is that where you don't want to leave your house and everywhere you go and everywhere around you, people are saying this certain thing about you and you feel it, you know it. And so that's why, you know, I thought about my father uh, first and then the next person, next thing I thought about was Clayton. So to see that reaction, that emotion, the tears of joy, just for him, his family, his friends and teammates, you know, you want to do it for the Dodgers, the team, but if there's one person that we all were pulling for and for him, it was Clayton, no doubt. Are you going to do a special wine with your red stitch of vineyard? <laughs> it always goes to wine. I love that. You know what? I haven't thought about that. Um, maybe we can kind of partner together and do this DP Doc commemorative 2020 Los Angeles Dodgers World Championship wine. I know Freddie's a good friend of mine, Freddie Couples. He's in the wine. We'll kind of all get together. But I don't know. I But I know I've... Uh, Drank a great bottle of '82 uh, Latour, Ooh. so that was that was pretty tasty. So um, life is good these days, DP. Hey, congrats! Happy for you, Dave, and uh, enjoy the off season, whatever is left of the off season here. And uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining us, DP. You're the best. Thank you. That's Dave Roberts, manager of the LA Dodgers. Look, I appreciate him coming on because he knew I was going to ask the Justin Turner questions, and. He understands the severity of it, how it looks for Major League Baseball and what role the Dodgers played. Uh, and from what I'm told that Justin Turner probably was will not be suspended, but you know, that uh, my source said that the Dodgers were probably going to be fined and Justin Turner was going to be fined. That's what I was told, I think, two days ago. Um, and, and I understand that. We don't even know Justin Turner is going to be with the Dodgers next year, but... Uh, I still think baseball should investigate baseball in, you know, where he was and should he have been sent back to a hotel. Uh, the fact that he was adamant that he wanted to go back out there and celebrate with his teammates. And I, and I get that, you know, he may not be with this team. He wanted to celebrate with his team, but that doesn't mean that we can overlook a selfish you know, decision here. And hopefully the NFL, everybody learns from this. Uh, final results of the poll question there, McLevin. Oh, by the way, two more positive tests for 
I see a Broncos offensive lineman tested positive. A Vikings linebacker is tested positive, according to Adam Schefter. So more positive test. Paul, uh, who would you rather have as a manager, Larusa or AJ Hinch? Fifty-two percent Larusa. There right. you go. Let's go uh, around the room, what we learned on the program. Todd, what did you learn today? Growing up in Philly, Matt Ryan once went as Eric Lindros on rollerblades for Halloween. Yeah, Fantastic. I like that one. I like that one. McLovin, what did you learn? Ah, he stole my Eric Lindros, what we learned. I was excited about that. Seton? New wine, the World Syrah. World Syrah. Hmm? Hmm. Well, no? more of a cab or a pinot. World Syrah. What we learned brought to you by Breeders' Cup, November 6th and 7th. The world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 great races at Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. Don't forget about the Backroom Guys, the 1215 podcast coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.